It's not every day you see a 300-pound man wearing a sweater and an elephant bathing suit. Unless you're an eviction specialist in Miami, then you just gotta hope the trunk doesn't move. I wasn't so lucky. How you doing? Joseph Santino, the man with the unibrow and questionable taste in attire, made a kissy face at me. He ignored the towering masses of my husband and his brother, who flanked me on either side of the small stoop. Luke, my husband, stepped forward. Mr. Santino, we're here on behalf of the property owner. You're trespassing on her property. Huh? Santino scratched his chest and my jaw dropped as I realized that the tenant wasn't wearing a sweater. That dark mat that looked like wool was actually his chest hair. Ick, ick, ick. You don't have a lease to live in this apartment, I said. Santino moved closer until I caught a whiff of garlic, rum, and B.O. Says who? His Jersey accent was as thick as the humidity. The woman who owns this apartment complex. I folded my arms over my chest and glared at him, intentionally ignoring what was going on south of the border. Jackie. Logan's voice held a warning tone. He's been drinking. No shit, Sherlock. Mr. Santino, you can call me Big Joey, sweet cheeks. He waggled the unibrow. Not even if he paid me would I call him Big Joey. I was already too familiar with him for my mental comfort. Mr. Santino, I began again, without a lease. I do too got a lease. Santino turned, gifting us with the view of his patchy back hair. I exchanged a surprised glance with Luke, just as Logan muttered, I thought you said this guy was a squatter. That's what Mrs. Pomeroy told me over the phone, I hissed. Santino shuffled back over, trunk swinging with every step. I didn't bother to stifle a shudder of revulsion, but reached out and took the crumpled paper. It was stained with what smelled like marinara sauce. See, what you guys got here is a case of mistaken identity, Big Joey said. I pay the guy every month on time. No way am I giving this gem up. Is it legit? Luke asked, reading over my shoulder. At $500 a month for a two-bedroom apartment on the beach, not in this lifetime. These places usually went for four times that amount. But saying so in front of the man who thought he had every right to let his freak drunk fly wasn't smart. The battered paper was a standard rental agreement, though the owner's signature was illegible. Where did you get this? From the woman who showed me the place. What woman do you have her name? I'll do you one better, sweet cheeks. I've got a card. The trunk shifted as he plucked a small white business card off a white wicker end table and offered it to me making sure to brush his fingers over mine. I didn't look down, but I was fairly certain the trunk lifted. Behind me, Logan uttered a quiet, man, that is just not right. Yep, there had definitely been movement. Okay, sorry to disturb you. I backed up swiftly, almost falling off the stoop. Another kissy face. You come back and see Big Joey anytime, sweet cheeks. Not if I could help it. I didn't run to get back in our big black truck, but I didn't dawdle either. Another name to add to your fan club roster, huh, Jackie? Logan said. I bet if you went back, he'd let you sit on his lap like Santa Claus. You only think you're funny, Logan Parker. It won't be so funny when I shove my foot up your ass. Logan looked at me over the rim of his sunglasses. Who told you I was into that? At times, 
I found it hard to believe I left my last job due to sexual harassment in the workplace only to wind up dealing with Logan, Big Joey, and the elephant trunk of doom. What was that expression about a frying pan and fire? Luke, who'd been focused on his smartphone screen, murmured, Jackie, what was the supposed realtor's name? I looked at the card. Marlena Cruz. No address or company logo, just an email. Addie and a phone number. Should I call her? 